0: Welcome to the Space Hour, a show to highlight the people in the aerospace industry behind the newest technologies used for exploration and national security. Here's your host, Eric
1: White. Welcome, welcome to another episode of the Space Hour here on Federal News Network, I'm Eric White. Earlier this summer, the Information Technology Industry Council announced it had acquired the Space Enterprise Council. They did this with the hopes of promoting U.S. national security space programs, space cybersecurity, and space education. I had to find out what that meant, and I got the chance, speaking to Gordon Bitko, Executive Vice President of Policy at ITI.
0: The background is the Space Enterprise Council has been around for, for a long time, for more than 20 years. It was created because the government NASA and the Department of Commerce and others saw that there was a commercial space industry even back then, and they really wanted there to be a singular group that they could engage with and discuss critical matters. What's happened, what's changed over time is that commercial space has become much more important. You look at the portfolio of ITI member companies, and many of them, space has become more and more important, and there is this real overlap of interest now between pure space companies and technology companies. So this was a great opportunity for ITI, which is already working on many of the issues that matter to technology and space, for us to to get a quick leg up and to start working on these space policy issues with David Logsdon, with a group of companies who've been doing this for a long time.
1: Yeah, can you just lay out a couple of the areas that your member companies and some of the member companies, obviously, of the Space Enterprise Council, but what fascinates you all about space?
0: Well. I'm going to answer that personally first, Eric, to say I've been fascinated with space for my whole career in one way or another, I actually and I'm going to date myself here, I started out in school as studying engineering and actually studying aerospace engineering and hoping I was going to do something cool about space. And then the Cold War ended and well, a lot of what looked like exciting opportunities all of a sudden weren't exciting opportunities anymore. But it's always been something that was of interest and, and fascinating to me. So on a personal level, that certainly was was a, a, not the most important factor but not something that it was you know was always present in my mind that that space is something really cool and interesting but to get to the heart of the question that you're asking all of our member companies focus on critical issues that there is this real big synergy now artificial intelligence and the huge volumes of data that are growing everywhere Space is just another way, space observation systems are just another way that we're collecting huge volumes of data for all sorts of important uses. There's more than 50 different federal agencies who, who use or collect or manage or are involved in those processes in one way or another, on collecting data from space for things like earth, earth observation. And so many of our member companies have been involved in a lot of that work for, for years at the terrestrial side, at the where is that data going, how is it being managed, how is it being used. And most importantly now, how is it being secured, right? Cybersecurity is a critical matter. If space becomes a critical industry sector, and it certainly seems like that's the the prevailing wind is blowing in that direction right now, Eric, then we have to think longer and harder and deeper maybe about how do we secure space than almost any other industry sector. The same challenges exist, but are even harder when you're dealing with Something that's up in space and changing it out, fixing it, dealing with a problem, patching it, is different than a terrestrial computer that's sitting under your desk or in a data center that's easy to access and easy to test fixes and make updates.
1: So that may have you know helped answer the next question I'm going to ask you, which is what role will ITI be playing in the Space Enterprise Council's day-to-day activities?
0: Yeah, great question. The Space Enterprise Council is what we would call an affiliate program of ITI. What that means is that there are companies that are members of just the Space Enterprise Council. They're not full members of ITI. A lot of the companies that are in the Space Enterprise Council are are space startups, right? There is a huge booming community of small companies who see lots of opportunities in space. They're not really fit for purpose aligned well with with ITI's broader membership and that they are these more focused companies just working on space issues. There are some larger companies there as well that are focused on space. So there's there's a lot of synergy, but we think of them as an affiliate program. They're not, we're not gonna represent those companies on broader issues that ITI works on, tax and trade, for example. But at the same time, many of the issues that I just mentioned, cybersecurity or emerging innovative technologies, things like artificial intelligence, there is a really good alignment. And so it's an opportunity for us to to advocate effectively on both fronts, on the broader ITI front and on the space-specific front on on those issues, where, where frankly, the the policy needs and challenges and and interests, they do match really well.
1: Got it. And in your your fascination with space and ITI's uh, reviews of it, what are some of the cybersecurity issues that you see prevailing in the commercial space industry and on the public side? You know, what else could NASA be doing to improve cybersecurity overall?
0: Well, I think a lot of that starts, Eric, at the same point that we would say uh, cybersecurity needs to start in general, which is there needs to be a really good understanding of the risks. What are the threats that are out there? How are those being managed effectively and and there's of course a full spectrum of solutions both in in general and and with regard to space many of those go back to some of the principles that the administration's pushing in uh, as broader cybersecurity solutions zero trust architectures being a really good example of that the understanding that you want to minimize who has access and manage privileges and take the defensive assumption that that there are intruders and they're gaining access, right? Those sort of things. You can apply that model to space systems as well as you can to anything else. And and we certainly are very supportive of that. You can apply the same principles for secure software development that we see emerging in the general commercial space. So you need to understand the provenance of, of your software, how it's been developed and how it's being used and how are you assuring yourself and your customers that it's that it's reliable. If anything, things like that are even more important when, again, you're talking about a space system that, as I noted already, might be harder to maintain and update once it's been launched, once it's been in operation. You can't really afford to have downtime. You can't really afford to patch it or maintain it or make changes in the same way that you can. But the same model applies, the same understanding of think about the risk and think about how do you manage that risk and, and that's, again, an area where we see that there's this great overlap, there's this great synergy. I think one other thing to think about, Eric, that that's an important challenge to understand is we're at a time where on the ground, you know, computational power is, is, is almost unlimited, right? You can always throw more servers, more hardware, more solutions. You can't always do that in space. And so I, the reason why I bring that up as an example is right now we're about to embark on a journey where we're going to change our cryptographic systems we're going to move from our current standards to ones that are resistant to to quantum computers and that is is a necessary thing from a cybersecurity standpoint but it's also it it takes a lot more computing power to do that and that's the sort of thing that we need to think about how does that apply in space are we going to have the right sort of computing power to do that to ensure that we're maintaining secure and reliable cryptographic systems between ground and space
1: got it and you know, every industry that – where industry and uh, government intersect, uh, there are these good government groups and, uh, I guess, coalitions. You're one of them for the for the IT sector. What role does the Spencer, or Space Enterprise Council play just because, you know, they lean on each other a lot more, industry and government, than, you know, any other sector, I feel like, at least in my <laughs> study of it, my brief time looking into it?
0: There is – this, I think, unique interdependency relationship between government and industry when it comes to space. You're you're right about that, Eric. One of the things that we've seen that was a, a motivating factor for driving ITI to, to move in this direction to acquire this program is the increasing emphasis on that important interdependency. I'm sure you've seen the FCC announced their space bureau recently. The Cyberspace Solarium Commission made recommendations about identifying space as a critical industry sector. Kemba Walden, when she was out at NSA, the Acting National Cyber Director, made reference to the critical importance of space as a sector. DoD's just opened a number of new offices that are focused on commercial space activity. And the list goes on and on. So there is an incredible interdependency and an understanding of that, I think, on on the part of both industry and government that success is is only going to come together. And that's even more true here than it is in in technology writ large. What does that mean then for what the role is of the of the Space Council? The Space Council, the Space Enterprise Council has already done work, has a really great track record working with CISA, for example, in the development of some of their, their thinking about space as a critical industry sector and what would a zero trust architecture look like in space. And I would envision that we'll continue to do even more of that type of work as space becomes more and more important to our national economy. And I'll go even beyond that, Eric, to note that the Space Enterprise Council actually has had and will need to to renew, but we we are moving forward with this memoranda of understanding with, with partner associations in other countries who are also heavily involved in commercial space. And so I think that there's a role there as well to ensure communication and collaboration globally when it comes to these space policy issues. It's not just solely a U.S. issue.
1: You talked a little bit about what federal agencies are doing right now to recognize the importance of commercial space. Is there anything more that can be done You know, other than just Keep on collaborating and keep the the lines of communication open. I've seen some pretty good relationships between regulators and companies. I haven't, you know, you haven't heard too much about dustups going into the public realm and and people complaining about they can't do certain things. But what could be done to help even grow grow it even more?
0: <laughs> yeah, there, the answer is there's always more that can be done. And I, I, but 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 you're right as the working premise, Eric, that I, I think relationships in general are are good. So it's not a We need to fix a broken relationship or repair anything but on the flip side technology, the pace of it is 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 accelerating every day we hear about new use cases for artificial intelligence or for other emerging technologies. Lots of different federal agencies trying to use those technologies also benefiting from from space from data that are collected and being used. Really the question is, as we're thinking about things like artificial intelligence and putting in place risk management frameworks and, and parameters about how those technologies can be used, to think about space as one of those use case scenarios, to understand how is that sort of technology gonna be used and what's, what are the unique aspects of it for space? When is it make sense to have a, a unique set of space requirements for so those types of technologies? agencies really need to work with industry on that to say, hey, we see this great capability, we see this great technology. How can we apply it and help us manage this huge volume of, of Earth observation data that we're collecting now, for example? And what does that mean for Department of Agriculture programs that are dependent on all that data to make land use decisions? So it's, it's not we need to fix regulation. It's we need to understand where is the technology going and how is it evolving and how does industry work effectively with government so that that we can all move forward collectively on that front? Just just to be clear, I, while while we are managing the program as an affiliate, it is a part of ITI. The Space Enterprise Council is not a separate organization. It's it's the the, the membership of the Space Enterprise Council is open to. ITI companies or any other companies who want to participate in space-specific policy. It's not a, a one or the other. And we certainly are already talking to any number of our current ITI member companies who have interests in in space to have them participating and hear their voices. So, so I think I, I just want to be clear about that point, Eric. It's not two separate organizations. The membership, we're managing it uh, according to our our requirements, but but we're not going to think about it as cybersecurity policy and cybersecurity policy for space. We're going to tackle those issues collectively. So I think I think that's one thing. But then to the the other, you know, what are we doing going forward? I think that there's an unlimited number of things that we can be doing going forward. There there are so many use cases, like I said, across all these different agencies that people don't even stop and really think and understand that the uh, the role that the space industry has the, the role that the commercial space sector has across our lives nowadays and so i think that there are a lot of opportunities where now that the space enterprise council has this home at iti we're going to we're going to look to leverage those relationships across government to really try to drive Effective policy across the board.
1: Gordon Bitko is Executive Vice President of Policy at the Information Technology Industry Council. As with all of our interviews, you can find it online. Go to federalnewsnetwork.com and search Space Hour. Coming up, what does it mean to behave responsibly in space? You're listening to the Space Hour on Federal News Network. I'm Eric White.